0: Can anything good come from Nazareth? Ever feel small, unimportant, or feel like you can't be used to make an impact? Well you're in the right place. I'm Mallory. And I'm Holly. And welcome to Small Town Big Kingdom. We believe even
1: small people from small places can be used for His Big Kingdom. Through open and honest conversations about real life struggles, we hope to dive deeper into His Word and how we can apply it to the small places and spaces of our lives.
0: So click subscribe and join us as we chat with Bibles open and coffee in hand. Hey guys, welcome back. Hi. I hope everybody's had a good week from the last time we got to speak with you. We are going to be hitting on a topic that is probably going to take us more than one episode that's fine and it's also going to probably be a little bit difficult but um we wanted to talk about prayer and not just get on here and tell you you need to be praying every day and that kind of stuff we want to talk about the importance of it and why God calls us to do it and we also we wanted to start out with just asking you a couple of questions and then maybe break them down and kind of go into a little bit more detail. So, okay. So I'm just going to pop out a few questions and then <laughs> just pop them out. <laughs> and then we're going to kind of break them down. These are questions for us as well. So question number one that we want to hit on is when do we pray or when do you pray? How often are you doing it? What does that look like? Um number two, if you were to sit down and evaluate your prayer habits, what would it look like? And Yikes. what that means, <laughs> clearly there's gonna be room for improvement for everybody. Yeah. But I think that what that what we mean by that is if if not just you, the
1: method of it, but like what do the how actual, often? Well, how often, but then like what do the actual Content of your prayer,
0: right? And Prayers are you just going to God with prayer when you need Him, or are you going in other moments? Then the third question is, What would our faith look like if we refuse to pray? Which is like a whole can of worms that's <laughs> gonna be very difficult to answer. Because I, I think, just to hit on that for a minute, a lot of people do ask the question, What's the point of me praying if God knows everything? Why should I pray?
1: So, which I've felt myself plenty of times. Yes,
0: where he all, knows
1: the beginning and the end. What does the in between, the in between, or the request to change the in between matter?
0: But then, when you think about it, and well, then you, we'll we, hit on that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. As you can tell, we're we're both still figuring things out, <laughs> like on the daily. <laughs> we're learning as you guys learn. <laughs> Hopefully you're learning. We're not just <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, what? When do you pray?
1: Well, I mean, if I'm being completely like transparent, I don't pray enough. I feel like
0: well, I mean, everybody's gonna answer that
1: way. I would hope the the more. I, um, make faith and God a priority in my life, the more I am aware of the need to pray. Um, the more I'm conscientious about like, I mean, I know we all do this. I feel like everyone, well not everyone, but the majority of people, you pray before you eat. Like um but now I like and I heard it from some podcast person that I listen to too, but like I try to pray The very like the moment my eyes open, I try to say a prayer Mm -hmm. like before I ever climb out of bed. Because I know like um, when life gets going and you get up and you run around doing all the morning things, you you can forget to pray. The one thing that I'm not great about, and I um, in this season of like fasting. It was my intent to get better at, but if I'm being honest, I didn't. But I want to, is to pray at the end of my day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try, and I told them, I was teaching Sunday school, and I told the kids, I was like, I'm so guilty of this. Like, I try to pray in my bed before I go to sleep, and I end up falling asleep, like mid sentence. And I feel so guilty, guilty about that. So, my goal is to try to start actually kneeling to pray at night and not because i think you have to kneel but because to be heard yeah. but to be intentional with my prayer so that i make sure that i do it and complete it i feel like maybe i need to kneel
0: that's a good goal i'm not good at that either so you're not alone in that and i think um like when you said you try to make it a goal to do that in the morning i do too and i'm not I'm not perfect at that. Like, that's also something I need to work on. But I think that even if it's just something really simple, like a lot of times my prayer in the morning is, Lord, I'm claiming this day is yours. I'm not going to let the devil take the joy or, you know, whatever comes at me today. I'm not going to allow that to happen. You know, because there's so many days that we wake up and we're just like, in a crap mood and, you mm-hmm. know, and so like... I feel Or like- you
1: may not be, but your kids wake up and then suddenly the
0: day goes down One out of the fast. three is always yeah. in a bad mood. Yeah. So it's never we all wake up happy to see the sun. So I just think that if you are aware and you say, okay, I know that I woke up in a bad mood on the wrong side of the bed or whatever the case may be, but I'm not going to allow this to define the rest of my day, mm-hmm. then it... I mean, I'm not saying it. you're happy the next second after you pray, but you're just aware of it. So you're bringing it to your own attention and also to God's that you're not going to let it claim your day.
1: And that I need you. Yes. I need you to get through. I'm well aware
0: that I can't get through this on my own. Yeah. (laughs) So, um. So when do you pray? I mean. You
1: pray first thing in the morning.
0: but I'm not going to say that's a daily thing, but it needs to be. But, um. I mean, obviously, I always when I get up in the mornings before I do lunches and breakfast and all that and sit down and do my devotion or quiet time, whatever you want to call it. And I always start with a prayer, which is me half asleep trying to drink some coffee to wake up. But I'm that's what I want to start out with. I want God to lead me where he and, you know, fill my heart with what he wants it to be filled with that day so that I can it can marinate in me for the rest of the day. And then I would say. Um, I always, I mean, God, I pray all the time when I'm in the car. I do
1: too. <laughs> I have found that I really like to take in the world. Like when I'm driving, I try to be intentional about looking at the sunset or where we live, farmland and just gr- things growing and things evolving more in aware. nature and just thanking God for the beauty. I know, like, I don't know out there in podcast world, but like my kids and a lot of the kids that are around me are kind of obsessed with sunsets and they like to take pictures of them and post them. Um, and so it's kind of made me think about sunsets and very intentional about paying attention to them and just how each one is like uniquely different and the colors and the just vastness of the sun and the way it makes things look. And, and so I, when I'm looking at them, I try to, you know, thank God for the beauty that he's allows us to see and just also imagine just how beautiful if this world's fallen and imperfect. I mean, can you imagine how beautiful heaven and the the mm-hmm. perfectness of that's going to be? Um, so, yeah, I try to, I try to be intentional about what's around me and praying and thanking God for that.
0: And I think too, like, yes, we need to be intentional about that. But one thing that we kind of talked about is, um, before we started recording is, is it okay when you are in prayer to not be perfect, to not just be saying all the right words and have the perfect outline of your prayer? Yes. Yeah. And the answer to that is, of course, yes, it is okay for you to enter into God's presence and be not okay. And I think we so easily forget that God enters into that with us. If we have sorrow, if we have joy, if we have hurt, we have stress, God brings himself down to that level with us, which is so easy to forget because we so easily think we're alone knowing that God is always there, but not thinking that he feels those hurts that we feel. And when we're happy, he feels that happiness and that joy. And so it's okay for us to come to him with all of that. It's okay for you to go to him and just cry and not even say anything. He knows what's on your heart. So don't not pray because you feel like your prayers aren't good enough or they're not the correct words or they're not, you know, whatever. Stay in constant prayer with them because when we cover our lives with prayer and constant communication with Christ, it creates like a hedge around us and protects Mm -hmm. us from Satan even more. So when those bad days come, we have something to fight with. We have extra Mm But if you're not praying and you're not in communication, that's what how relationships work. If you were married and you never spoke to your husband, do you think your marriage would last very long? Or no, it would definitely be very. Your
1: husband may enjoy it, but. It wouldn't. would definitely be very surface level. Um, and that's. What, and not a very deep
0: relationship.
1: Yeah. And that's. But that's like when what you're, the prayer is supposed to right. be. The prayer is supposed to be. A, con- a a connection between you and God in a in a format for you to get more intimate with Him. Sadly, I do wish that God would actually verbally speak back to you. Uh-huh, <laughs> like yeah. I feel like the process would speed up more if we could actually audibly hear Him. But
0: um, but those times that He does answer and you get to see and
1: you that see the happen. little God wink, you're like, okay,
0: God, I see you. Yeah. But I I mean that's just like if back to like relating it to your marriage. If you're in a marriage and your marriage is good and you are in constant communication with each other and you, you know, you're on the same, I mean, everybody's marriage isn't perfect, but if you're where, if you're in a marriage and you have nothing to pull from on a bad day, like at all, because you're just living on the surface, it's going to be hard. To get it's going to be real hard. Yeah. And the same thing applies with your relationship with Christ. You have to be in communication with him. You have to know him and know who he is to be able to, when you're having a bad day, pull out some of the stuff that you saved up, you know? I mean, so, I mean, I just, that was kind of something that I wanted to hit on. And, um, God cares about everything that you care about. He may not answer it, but he cares. He cares about our burdens. Don't be ashamed to come with him with things because he already knows them. He wants you to come to him. So, um, the second question was, if you evaluated your prayer habits, what would it look like? Embarrassing. is the first word that comes to mind because...
1: Well, cool. and we all guilty goes, of that.
0: It kind of sounds like this p- first
1: question, but I mean, I don't pray as much as I should, but then the ha- my habit of prayer is oftentimes that I probably don't cover all the things in my prayer. That's right. That I should. Like I know right now my kids and I do a devotion every morning. And so I'm trying to teach them to pray and to be intentional with prayer. And of course, like everyone, when you're young and you're, you're learning, you're walking through your faith and you're learning how to mature in your faith. Your prayers are very immature. And like, when I listen to my kids prayers, a lot of times it's thank you God and do this God. Mm-hmm. There's no, at least
0: there's a thank you in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Jesus like, thank you for this day. And I want you to do this. Yeah. And I have to remind them that there's more to prayer about than just do this for me, you know, and there's more to thanking God for the blessing, not just the surface level things that you have going on in your life, but the deeper things. And there's repentance and the act of um, coming to God with the sins and admitting the things that you've done and asking for forgiveness. And then also the act of, praying for other people and Mm -hmm. interceding for other people in the things that's going on with their lives. So I think there's more to the habit of prayer than just
0: by habit. We mean, are you only going to prayer when you're in a crisis and God, I need you to fix this for me. And I need you. Is that what, when you look back at your prayer life, is that what you see? Or is it a habit that you have formed that? Yeah. You may not do it at the same time every day, and you but you're not, that it's an habit of like a deep conversation and not
1: yes. just crying out for either something bad's going on or, Hey, I need you to fix this. Right. Um, I mean, I would say that's also a good way to evaluate the depth of your faith journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when I wasn't very mature in my faith or making God a priority I would say I very rarely prayed unless it was a crisis moment, Mm -hmm. unless I needed him to do something or fix something or.
0: I've also tried to be very intentional when I like in the mornings before I do my devotion, that's my biggest prayer time. And I mean, By biggest, I mean, sometimes it may only be five minutes, but sometimes it may be 20 minutes that I'm in prayer with him because I try to be very, that is my time that I try to be very specific with my prayer and I may pull scripture into it. And I may, I always try to come to God with things that I'm grateful for and not just surface things like, thank you for the weather. Thank you for my health, family's health. Not like those things, but things that I see that he's truly done in my life that I am super thankful for because I never want to forget the things that he's done in the times that I feel like I'm just trying to endure. And then after I do that, I try to pull in the specific things that I do need him to guide me and direct me and or to help me with that. I just don't feel like I'm going to make it through. Mm-hmm. But at the end of my prayer, one thing that I have really tried to be very intentional about is Lord, even though I've prayed all these things, can you please just give me a piece about what your will is in all yeah. of these things? Because Which that's is the hard, hard part, right?
1: I know like one thing when we were kind of making notes about prayer, That prayer humbles us and it reminds us we need help that we aren't really able to control the outcome of our lives i think that's like again like submission and all those things that's realizing we really aren't in control and that learning to be okay with whatever his will leads us to
0: and that's the hard it's hard like yeah. it's hard when you're praying for something and God doesn't answer it and he answers it in a way that you don't think you can handle. But you can because he doesn't put us through things that we can't handle. And even though we may not on this side of our lives see the reason for it or what it was in his ultimate plan, but just not holding on to that and allowing God to do what God has to do and be at peace with it. Because I know that there's times where I'm like, what? I don't deserve this. Why do you keep putting me through this? Why do I keep having to endure this? How long am I going to endure this? It's not fair, but really (laughs) what we're enduring is very fair compared to what he (laughs) has. Yes. (laughs) What we deserve and what Christ did for us. And, but when you're in that and you're in the thick of it, it's, hard to see that and it's hard to comprehend that and it's why are you doing this to me? well God's really not doing that to you you most of the time if it, if I'm being honest I've brought those things upon myself or one thing I've been learning through a Bible study that I'm doing is Jesus sometimes creates those mess messes for us because we have to have those messes. For him to get the message across to us that he wants us to see or that he the lesson he wants us to learn. And that is still him giving us grace, mm-hmm. even in those moments. As hard as it is to see, that's still what it is. Um the third question: <laughs> What would your faith look like if you refused to pray? Well, the short answer to that is you probably don't have faith if you're not praying. But that is a very, very heavy question because I think it just... Well, I feel
1: like if you're not praying consistently, it would imply that your faith, like we said earlier, is very superficial. There's no real depth. Or maybe it's that your faith, yeah, I believe that there's a God, but actually trusting him with my life and letting go of things not so much because there's a difference between uh, yeah. everybody and, believes, and say, believes there's in faith yeah, there's a difference in knowing and following and trusting um so yeah i, I think, think if, that
0: gets miscute like it gets i feel like that's a very thin line that people get confused on like yeah i believe in god i know who god is but the word says Satan believes in God and knows who God is. Atheists know that there's a God, you know, I mean, but knowing him and knowing him are two completely different things. And, um, and
1: prayer is how you develop that knowing. I of think him.
0: that's the most important thing you can have. I mean, you can know that he's Christ.
1: out there and not know him personally. Prayer is the development Of knowing him personally. It's the process of cleansing yourself, you know, crying out to him. It's the process of sharing your joys with him. It's the process of telling him your innermost desires. Um, It's the process of connecting you with other believers, you praying for them, um, interceding for them. Um, Prayer is just, it's like, lifeline like it's the connection that you've got to have to to grow I mean like the plant can't have the root it can't grow without the root the Mm -hmm. lifeline getting the nutrients down in the soil um yeah Prayer. I mean prayer's vital to your faith increasing so
0: a question that I feel like would be brought up into that question would be why do we pray if God already knows the outcome and he already knows everything why why pray which holly just hit on a lot of reasons why because if you don't pray you don't have a relationship and there's a reason that God speaks of prayer so much in the bible because it's obviously very important and so At our church, our pastor's been doing a Bible study on prayer. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast, just because, you know, like as a Christian, you think I'm so good at praying because that's, you know, my one lifeline to Christ. But when you break it down and really look at it, I told him I walked into his office after the first week and I was like, well, thanks for convicting me. (laughs) Like, I just feel like crap now like i thought my prayer life was pretty good but i'm glad he did because it made me more intentional about it like it made me when i'm i see a person in my church who i I can tell is struggling it made me stop what i was doing and pray for them and and let them know i'm Mm -hmm. praying for them he challenged because a lot of
1: times we go i'm praying yes
0: and you're like neat he ain't even took the time out of your day to say. And that was one yeah. thing he said. He's like, I've had people come up to me so many times and be like, hey man, thanks for praying for me. I got that job. And he's like, yeah. Never good. said I've heard of you. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad you got it. I was <laughs> praying my heart out. <laughs> but like, you know, and just one thing he challenged me and Holly to do a while back and I was to start going on Sunday mornings up to the altar and praying and just... Joining him in prayer for our church and for ourselves and for what God has in store for us. But and not that that has to happen for God to hear your prayer,
1: but there's just something intentional I, about you having the kneeling. faith to step out of your pew in front of everyone, going down there and kneeling before God to offer up your prayer. It's intentional, and then it's also it Intimate. can be inspired. Well, intimate, and it can be inspiring to other people. I mean,
0: I have had a few members of our church being very worried about it. <laughs> like, why are they praying all the time?
1: What's going on? But for me, it's always like, I, I used to sit in my pew before, like, and I would Helen feel God-nage. urges uh-huh. to do something, and I would go to, okay, God, if 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 somebody gets out of their pew and goes down there, I'll do it. Uh-huh. Or if somebody does this, then I'll do it. And or if I really feel you like nudging me, like nudge me one more time and I'll do it. And maybe you're that person for some maybe someone else is having that same thought, that same feeling, and you're that person. So if you feel that nudge, get up and go do it. Because there may be five people behind you that felt that were doing the same thing that I used to do. Now I'm like, if I feel anything, I'm gone. Well, I don't even have to feel anything. Get out of the way. I'm going. Um, but yeah i just feel like prayer is just now that like and and like me and Mallory are saying like i don't even i don't think you have to dear lord no. you don't have to close your eyes sometimes my prayers are in the forms of journals like I just
0: right. I I write I write out names
1: them. and as I'm writing the name I'm thinking this is what they're going through God please help them this is you know this is who needs protection or needs attention or so I don't think it had God knows your heart if all you do is write a name
0: or if, sing a song to them of worship know. I mean I feel like that's a form of prayer too just sometimes when I go up to the altar and pray, I pray for a little bit and then I also just marinate on the words that the people are singing mm-hmm. on stage because I mean, that's a form of worship to him and a form of intimacy. And I mean, I love to do that too. Um, but one, one kind of like, if we refuse to pray, we did not have prayer in our life and we know that God knows the plans already. Do, what would come of that? Like what, if we were just like, well, you know what, I'm just not going to pray anymore because God already knows what's going to happen. So what's the point of praying? Well, that's kind of like saying I'm going to die. So I'm just going to quit eating because mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and there's no point in me eating. God knows I'm going to die at some point. Like, no, you know, it is so important. And one thing that Billy pointed out in one of our Bible studies was he used Moses as an example. And he said, what if Moses refused to pray? So I don't know if you're familiar with that, but God came to Moses and said, all oh, your people are fixing to be gone. They're down there worshiping. They're down there at like hoodlums. I mean, they were having orgies. They They're were just orgies. doing <laughs> inappropriate were... things left and right. Basically what our world is about. Right yeah, okay, What we've turned into. And so he said, Moses, I need you to come off your mountain. Get on down there. And go on down there. Do something with your people. Because I'm fixing to wipe them all out. And so Moses did. He went down and saw what they were doing. He came back to God and said, like begged and pleaded. And so one of the questions Billy said was, do you think that Moses changed God's mind? And I don't know, I'm not a theologian by any means. And he kind of, he likes to ask us questions and then not fully give us the Mm -hmm, answer, which is so annoying. Yeah. But my interpretation of this was, I think that, no, Moses did not change God's mind because God already has his mind up and knows what's going to happen But that if Moses would not have prayed, then that piece of the puzzle would not have happened. Well, I think that's why God places people in our lives. He gives us opportunities to intercede for other people. And I think if we're not the ones to do it, someone else is going to do it. But that is why it's so important to pray because, yes, God knows what's going to happen. But it's also instrumental that we play our part. I mean, we're called to go and make disciples. Without prayer, we're not going to be able to do that. Without a relationship with Christ, we're not going to be able to do that. So that's why prayer is just so instrumental in your Christian life. And um, I mean, even Jesus,
1: who knew the Father, who knew every plan.
0: Who, he prayed. For I her. mean, they were
1: one in the same. But while he was on this earth, he was constantly in prayer, constantly removing himself from people to go in prayer, even though he knew the end of his life on earth had to end a certain way. Nevertheless, he still prayed, God let this pu- cup pass from me.
0: And showed us that it's okay to question. I mean, that tells me it's, it's okay. You, yeah,
1: please, God, don't do this to me. But then I think the ultimate thing that we learn from him is to say that no matter what, I still... You're, I still accept your will. It may be hard to walk through. I may not enjoy it, uh, but I still am able to say, I want your will.
0: And he didn't clearly didn't walk away from that holding a grudge against God because he had to walk through that. It's you still you're you have to be OK with it and know that it's not our will that's done, but his thank the Lord, because there are <laughs> several prayers I've prayed that I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for not answering that prayer. Like, right. Thank you. Right there's some that have been hard to swallow that he didn't answer and i mean i think that's part of that's we're in a broken world so that that happened that has to happen and those are the ones that you may question for a little bit and they're hard to get past but i think that if you have that relationship with him and you're in that constant prayer with him that's where it makes it a little bit easier to swallow those. Well, as we
1: bring this episode about prayer to a close, there's just one little verse that I wanted to read. 1 Timothy 2, 8 through 10. Since prayer is at the bottom of all of this, what I want mostly is for men to pray, not shaking angry fists at enemies, but raising holy hands to God. And I want women to get in there with the men in humility before God, not primping before a mirror or chasing the latest fashions, but doing something beautiful for God and becoming beautiful doing it. And I think that this just leaves us with a thought that um, to God, our prayers are beautiful. Mm -hmm. And in the process of praying and developing um, a deeper relationship with him and a maturity with him,
0: that makes us more beautiful to God. So. So, um, Thank y'all so much for joining us and listening to our little episode on prayer. And we are going to throw in um, verses that we, we didn't, I guess say in the episode, but we use them as reference to outline this episode and we'll put them in our show notes that you have those to go to. Um, So again, just thank you for your time and thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Good luck developing your prayer life this week. Bye. Bye. Okay. Do you want to? All right,
1: guys. Thanks for joining us today and talking about prayer. Um, we hope it blessed you the way it's blessed us in the process of learning about it. And we would just ask that one thing you could do for us during the week is to uh, subscribe and share the podcast. It helps others find us easier, and the algorithm seems to pick us up quicker. So. Click that subscribe button and share with the world. Thanks. Until next time.